Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I am here recording on Sunday evening and it's raining outside. What is up with this rain? I am so sick of it. And you guys are probably, if you don't live in California, you're probably like, oh my God, you guys are overreacting. We have snow wherever we're at. It's freezing. You guys have the best weather. And this is why we're complaining because we always have the best weather. Pero lately, um, it's not the business. I'm over it. I just want it to be spring with no showers and bring the Mayflowers porque ya me enfade. I just want to wear cute clothes and no, I have to be in jackets and I have to bring my umbrella and I keep forgetting it. For example, this morning I woke up, it was pretty clear where I live and Angela came over. We got ready to go to downtown LA. We stopped to have breakfast at this amazing restaurant. If you haven't been to it, please go to it. I looked it up on Yelp and it's called Tenampal. It drew me in, first of all, because they had this really amazing picture of chilaquiles. And Angela and I have had really bad chilaquiles the last couple times that we've been out. So we had to redeem ourselves and definitely did. We ordered some green chilaquiles, un café de olla, and the chilaquiles had chorizo. So they were amazing. And ugh, I just... I was so impressed and I was so proud of myself because it was my Yelp find. <laughs> so I can't wait to go back and try different dishes. 10 out of 10 or 10 out of 100. I mean, 100 out of 10. Whoa, I'm over here giving them bad reviews. <laughs> but they were delicious. So check them out. You won't be disappointed. And if you are, that means you don't have taste buds. I'm just kidding. And after we finished breakfast, we were headed to Latina Fest that was held at La Plaza de Culturas y Artes, which is by La Placita Olvera. And I had never been. It was my first time going. I believe they've been doing this for a couple years. I had been looking forward to it. I knew there was going to be some of you there. And also, I wanted to meet Vianney in person. So I met her. And I also met the creators of Avika Body Care. I've met them through email, but never in person. So it was just really nice to finally connect. I wanted to stay there longer, but empezó a llover bien recio. Angela and I were not dressed for the rain. We didn't take an umbrella. I know, rookie mistake, but we checked the weather and it didn't say rain. We parked really far. <laughs> so we walked there. All of a sudden, we were like getting soaked. And we were just like, I don't think we could last here. It was raining pretty hard. It was really nice. There were so many different businesses and so many different speakers. It was such a bummer that the weather que no se prestó para esto, pero así pasan las cosas. So on Friday, I finally went on a date from a guy I met on Hinge. And it was something that I haven't done before where I kind of don't exchange a lot of messages in between. And some people like doing it like that. I personally don't because I like to know a little bit about them or try to do a phone call first or a FaceTime before I actually go meet them in person just to avoid like getting catfished or murdered. You know, no big deal. Una que otra cosa. Just, you know, a little security for me. But I was feeling a little bit dangerous and a little edgy on Friday. So I was like, you know what? Sabes que? Let's do it. So I matched with this guy. Um, we exchanged a couple messages. He asked me what I'm doing today. It was St. Patrick's Day. I told him I was just going home because I was so sick and tired of working. 
Y luego me dijo, would you like to get a green beer with me? Like I said, I was feeling dangerous. I was feeling edgy. So I was like, you know what? Sí, vámonos. Where should we go? And he gave me like three options nearby where I live. So that was appreciated because I hate when people want me to go far away. And I'm like, no, I'm not going that far, especially because you're not picking me up on the first date or the second or the third or the fourth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he saw he saw my location. He Googled a couple places because he doesn't live in the area. So I appreciated that. We met up. He was very nice. We had good conversation. It was popping in there because there was like a cover band and people were, you know, watching the Mexico game. Estaba el ambiente bueno. Um, would I go out with him again? Probably not. But no hard feelings. It just wasn't a match. It was really nice to get out. And also, I have noticed that I've been healing hard because... I don't romanticize as much as I used to when I would go on dates. And I, I think I've talked about this before or maybe just on Instagram when people ask me questions. It's important when you're dating to not like start planning your wedding. <laughs> I know that sounds extreme, but not like that. But you start thinking like, oh, well, this person lives here and it's a, be a good match and they work this job and the schedule works with my schedule You're literally going on a date where you don't know this person most of the time if you're online dating like I have been or if you get set up with somebody, you're getting to know a person and you don't always know them in the first year. It takes a long time to get to know somebody. You continue to get to know them, but stop romanticizing every guy. You really have to ask yourself, do I like this person or do I just like the attention? Because a lot of times that I've asked myself that question, it's like, oh, I just like having attention. <laughs> it sounds bad, but you guys know that I'm super honest here and it's true. Sometimes you just like having somebody, but don't forget to get to know people because ask questions. I ask always Like, oh, do you get along with your... Not do you get along with family, but I'll be like, oh, how many siblings do you have? And see how they express themselves about their siblings, about their parents. It tells you a lot about people or like, do you have friends? What do you usually do? And not like in an interview mode, it just casually comes up in conversation. And you learn so much about how people react to those simple questions that you're like, okay, you have a little trauma. I can see the trauma coming out of your eyes. <laughs> but yeah. I'm glad to get back out there. Like I said, it wasn't a match, but I'm not mad about it. It was a nice conversation and that's all that matters. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about fighting over terrenos and how it affected my family. I'm pretty sure a lot of you have gone through this or have seen it in your family, maybe you and your siblings or between your tias, your tios, your parents. It happens so often and it's so sad to me that people fight over land. Like really, we're gonna stop having those sick ass family parties because you guys want to fight over this little ranchito or whatever it is. Like to me, I just can't imagine fighting over money with my siblings because I don't know. It's no, maybe because we already were traumatized by that in my family that I don't think we would put ourselves through that. Plus, my parents don't have anything to leave us, thank God. They split everything already and they're just living off whatever money they got from that. 
I don't want it. I don't want to fight with anybody. And even if we did have to split something, I feel like my siblings and I would be like, all right, split it in three. Y ya se acabó. So let me tell you de mi trauma. A lo mejor voy a llorar. No he llorado en mucho tiempo. So get your tissues ready. I apologize in advance. I haven't talked about this in a long time. So I don't know how my emotions are going to be because... Looking back and now talking about it, I just talked to Angela about it. And she's like, wow, that sounds really traumatic as a kid. And I didn't realize how traumatic it was, but it was. So my mom is one out of seven. She is the only daughter. And my grandma was a single mom. So they came over here when my mom was about 13, 14. And they rented apartments for a bit. But, you know, there there's a lot of them, so they needed, like, a bigger space, and they wanted to have a home, because that's the American dream, right? To have a home. So they all pitched in, everybody worked, everybody pitched in, the younger ones were still going to school, and they bought a house. So my grandma, my oldest uncles, and everybody pitched in, they bought a house, everybody lived there, sometimes even their wives lived there. So growing up, you know, that's how it was when you came over here. Everybody lived in one household. Si el primo venía de México, se quedaba con nosotros. Y así era. And they were a very tight group. My mom always tells me stories about how she had to cook so much and that men eat a lot. Porque todos, they were like, they were grown men. So comían mucho. She's like, preparaba como cinco, seis pollos. And I just can't imagine how it was for her to just pre prepare for everybody while everybody's at work. My mom was doing laundry. She was at home. They didn't want her to go to school. They wanted her to stay home and like take care of the younger ones and make sure like there was food when everybody came home. My grandma worked and that's how it was. And it worked out for them that everybody, you know, everybody would lean on each other. Everybody help each other. Of course, there was always conflict because there's always conflict in families. Imagine like I can't imagine living in a small home and everybody had bad days at work and then coming home and then your sibling ate something that you left on the fridge or whatever. There's always conflict in families, but for the most part, from my memories of being a kid and seeing my uncles interact with each other, it was good memories. Mi familia, on my mom's side, there was not a lot of machismo. Everybody helped out. If it was cooking, if it was cleaning, todos ayudaban. So, era una familia bonita, ¿verdad? Si había problemas, like I said, pero for the most part, everybody got along. As the years passed by, my uncle started getting married, getting their own places, and moving out. And the only people left in the house were my grandma, my youngest uncle, and my mom, dad, my brother, and I. My mom, dad, brother, and I used to live in the back house. It wasn't really a house. It was just a room. And we had our beds there. Pero la kitchen was in the front. My grandma lived in the front with my uncle. And unfortunately, my grandma got cancer when I was three years old. Two or three years old. Damn. Ya, me está, ya estoy llorando. Ni el, ni el, I haven't even got to anything. It just makes me sad because I've never got to... Like, I mean, I got to meet my grandma, pero no me acuerdo. And I could just think of how my mom, her, and I, and my sister would probably have been everywhere together because how close I am with my mom. And it makes me sad that she doesn't get to have that and that I didn't have a grandma. But my unfortunately, my grandma passed away when I was three. 
and I don't remember much. Um, my only memory of her was this video that I had that I lost when I moved. And it's not really a memory. It was just something visually that I could see how she was. She was a very funny lady. She was very spunky, so I think I get a little bit from her. Once my grandma was diagnosed with cancer, her health deteriorated. It was, like, at a late stage where chemo wasn't working anymore. So she passed away. And my mom kind of took over the role of being the mom of the family. I don't know how my mom does it or did it because she's been through so much that I'm like, oh my god, like, that lady is so freaking strong and she's not like a negative Nancy. She's always positive and always tries to see the best, but she's been through some shit. And I admire her all the time because I don't know if I would have been able to handle as much as she's been able to. Like, losing your parent, growing up with a single mom, and then losing your mom... Feeling alone and then having your younger siblings still trying to figure out life. Like, my youngest uncle was still in high school, so I can't imagine how much that affected him. But it did. It did. It caused a lot of problems. Um, He got into a lot of bad things. And my mom was always there bailing him out of jail or taking him, trying to get his life together. And it was just a constant, like, my mom was always dividing her life with us with my uncles, the ones that weren't married, not all of them. But there was these two particulars that my mom took care of a lot, which was the two youngest ones. And it was hard. It was hard to to see my mom go through that. And looking back now, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't know if I could do it, but if it's my brother, like, hell yeah, I'd do anything for him. But she did so much. And we lived at my grandma's house for a long time. Um, they never, she never did an official will. Like I said, her health deteriorated so fast, and I don't think anybody was expecting her to pass away. It just happened quickly. Like within a year, she was gone. And she never left like a legit will. She left a letter that says, When I pass away, this house needs to either be kept by the family or something like that, or divided equally to all siblings. My mom continued to live there and take that mom role. My dad kept on making the house payment. There was a lot of conflict. I don't even know if I've covered like all the trauma I've been through because I forget. I have a really bad memory. But anyways, we live through a lot. And that's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is fighting over Terrenos. <laughs> Get it together, Melina. So one day, like finally my sister was born when I was seven and... I don't remember how old my sister was when all this happened. I think I was... She had to be... I think she was like in pre-K. And I was like a sixth grader. And my brother was probably like in... I think 11th or a senior year already. And one day, um, my uncle, one of my uncles... We won't name thy name. But one of my uncles came over and was like you guys been living here for a long time like you guys need to move out we're gonna rent the house no like oh hey guys in two weeks or three weeks or blah blah blah. no one day he just came and started moving all our shit outside Um, they weren't big fans of my dad but my uncle that uncle was a close uncle at that time because he lived nearby 
And we would spend a lot of Halloweens with him. We'd go to Chuck E. Cheese with him all the time. Um, we'd be over his house all the time. So one day I come home and my shit's outside. All my stuff is outside. And I was so confused. As a kid, you the only place you've known as home and you see two of your uncles, not just one, two of them moving all your stuff outside. And my mom's like in tears. My dad's like, what the fuck is going on? At this point, the house was almost paid off, so it felt very calculated now that looking back, I didn't know this as a kid. I was just, like, confused out, but why was one of my closest uncles doing this to us? And I remember my mom, like, was so destroyed because she gave up a lot of her life to help those uncles. And it was, it's like a blur to me, but I remember going from, like, this home that was always like where everybody would go for the holidays and i remember thinking like oh my god we're homeless like what are we gonna do imagine a freaking sixth grader thinking that she's gonna be homeless because one day someone just one of your family members just decided to come and kick you out and my parents didn't know anything about laws they didn't know anything that you know like that's illegal you can't do that I wish they knew that back then, and I wish I could have helped them out, but I couldn't. And I remember my parents just scrambling, trying to look for places to live. We've only known to live there, and I mean, my mom had been there for years. So, my parents finally found an apartment, and little by little, like I said, everything's a blur. But it was such a negative experience. Um, I rate it 0 out of 5. <laughs> but it was one of the hardest things looking back now. Like, wow. And I can only imagine how my brother felt because he was older. It's his senior year of school and he's moving. Or I don't even know if he fin- I don't remember, guys. I don't remember exactly. But I know that my- I think my brother might have been already in college or like ready to graduate. Because let me remember. Oh, no. Actually, my brother was still going to high school. It was like the last year. So I can't imagine how traumatic that was because it was traumatic for me. I think that's what pushed my brother to even go further for school. But anyways, we ended up moving to his apartment. And finally, like, it was a nightmare living there. We have never lived in that area. So we didn't know that it was like gangsta hood. <laughs> And there was, like, drive-bys. It was the most terrible two years of my life. And I've had a lot of terrible years. But those years, like, I I can't even describe how bad my living situation was. I remember there was girls in those apartments that would bully me. And they'd call me names. And I just hated it. And I was just like, wow, all this was caused by one of my family members kicking me out. And I was so angry. I'm angry to this day. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not angry anymore, but it's just, it's hurtful. And then, like, time passed. He ended up renting out the house. The other uncle that did it with him ended up having a falling out with him. And then, like, my mom still was nice to the uncle and helped him out. And the trauma did not end there. Um... Everything that that uncle did was very calculated. Uh, my dad had almost finished paying that home, so they weren't gonna have to. They weren't gonna have to pay a house payment. He ended up renting the house to somebody. As soon as the house was paid, guess who moved in? 
Yep, you guessed it. He did. <laughs> so it was all set up. Everything was very well calculated at the time. I think nobody was really wanting to fight over it. But at some point, I think some of my uncles were like, hey, what the hell? Like, you know, the house is paid off and he's just living there for free, not paying anything. In some way or another, he forged signatures of all the other siblings to change the house into his name and to own it. So it was, it was, it was really, really <laughs> fraudulent, you could say. Um, so my uncle's, some, my uncle got together with my mom and my other uncle and they ended up going to court. And there was this whole thing about like fighting over like, you know, the criminal charges could have been pressed, but they weren't. Um, all that was wanted was that the, he paid what he needed to pay everybody. He needed to pay everybody out. And it took a long time to get that settled. And there was a lot of arguing. And as us as the cousins and the kids, we stayed away from it. Except one of my cousins did it. And tried try to get mouthy with my favorite uncle. And it was just insane. Like, I haven't seen that uncle since one of my mom's brothers passed away. I saw him at a funeral. I said hi, you know. But the family hasn't been the same since. And I just, to this day, I don't get how someone can do something like that. Especially knowing, like, there's kids involved. And I don't hate my uncle, but I hate that he put us through that. Because it caused so much so much hurt to us and not only that because if I really get into like how I grew up and the trauma that happened while I was living at the house like it was all in all todo pasa por una razón and it was a good move in the end because we moved out of LA nothing wrong with LA but my dad finally bought us a house and it was a good move. It just the approach was so traumatizing and I can't imagine ever doing that to my siblings and their children. Like I could never my heart is just not there. And now we only hang out with my uncle Mondo, which is my cousins the twins and my aunt that lived nearby. So and my siblings and I and my mom. But the rest of the family we don't hang out with and it's We've tried to keep in contact with our cousins that were like, that that's their dad. And it just, it's weird. It's weird. And, you know, like, no hard feelings against my cousins. That's not their fault that their dad did that. But it's, it was just so sad to see a family broken. And at some point, yeah, I was a little angry and... It's kind of like like mourning, it, mourning the loss of family that's still alive as well. It kind of ties like how I talk about mourning my dad that's still alive. It's heartbreaking because you think like how I always picture this like, oh my gosh, how would our holidays be if everybody got along? How would our holidays be if my grandma actually had a will and had divided everything equally? So I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you have your parents here and they have don't have a will, um, you should look into that. Because if they have properties, 
from this, I hope my traumatic experience like helps you realize how important it is to have a will and to have your assets, you know, the, like I have, I don't have much, but what I do have, I do have like my siblings on there. And if something happens to me, it, it gets given to them and that's it. I'm not gonna, I don't want anyone fighting over whatever I have and it just makes you feel so alone and it's kind of embarrassing to talk about it because you don't want to like talk bad about your family but it's the truth and a lot of people don't talk about that. I know that on my dad's side of the family there was issues with like land and my dad at the time was like I don't even care like you guys could have it you guys fight over it because I have my own house already y me vale madre that's what he said <laughs> but if you are going through that, just know that although I sit here and I say that I tried having a relationship with those cousins and it didn't work out, um, your feelings are valid. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad about it. It's okay to mourn it. It comes in waves. I hadn't cried about this in a long time till today. And if it affected me this much, I can't imagine what the other uncles or what my mom felt like because it, it, it was a very, very difficult time. Like I said, I was so used to inviting all my uncles to my birthdays and just thinking of the day that I get married and my freaking... If I, whoever I marry has like a big old family, todos tíos y tías y yo nomás con mi little family. Pero sabes que I love my little family and you can't, me and Angela were talking about this today. You can't choose your family. You could choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And it's okay to not have relationships with some family members. I know I talk about boundaries and stuff and sometimes you just have to cut off those people from your life if they're negative people like to me that was something pretty evil that was done and not only that like it affected a lot of my family thankfully my other uncles were just they were already settled and they had their own houses but I think my family took the hit more just because of how much my mom helped everybody else, like the younger ones. So if you or your siblings or your parents have been through this, just know you're not alone. It happens a lot. And I think it's because a lot of Latino families, we don't prepare for death. I included. Um, I don't have like, I mean, I have life insurance, but I don't have like people who buy plots of land for when you pass away. And that's why you see a lot of GoFundMes because we don't prepare like that. But one generational curse that I want to break is that not being prepared for death. I need to look into that. And that's going to be my goal this year to look into that. It's not something you like to talk about. Nobody likes to talk about death. Nobody likes to talk about that. But it can avoid so many problems in the families if we just prepared better. So you're not alone if you've been through this. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to mourn the loss of those family members. Don't let anyone guilt trip you into having a relationship. Or if you have a tío that says, oh, this is between adultos. Or this is between me and my siblings. Or your parents say, like, it's between me and my siblings. Like, no matter what, it affects you. Like, the, seeing my mom be and seeing my mom and my uncles the other uncles be betrayed by that one uncle was like wow like 
that is very hurtful. So you do tend to get defensive. And I'm not going to say that I don't get defensive because I do. Because I wouldn't like someone doing that to me. I could only I put myself in their shoes and be like, what if like my brother or my sister did that to me? I don't think I could forgive them because, it, it, like I said, it was traumatic. Pero, like, todo pasa por una razón. Pero your feelings are valid or feeling angry, feeling sad, feeling heartbroken. It's just a different type of heartbreak. And it's not expected because it's your family. And in our culture, it's ingrained que es tu familia y que es todo esto. Pero, ¿sabes qué? Si la familia es cabrona y son envidiosos or whatever, like, fuck them. And to the lady that said I cuss a lot, I hope you're not listening to this because your ears might be freaking falling off. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's okay. It's go through the emotions. No dejes que nadie diga, oh, pero es tu familia. No, la familia a veces es la que hace más cosas. Um, I love my family, but eh, you do me dirty and I'm done with you. It doesn't matter. The fact that I'm able to cut off people so quick, it's probably a trauma response. But I don't have time to have negative people in my life. And if that's family and you're negative, then you gotta go. And that's that. So I hope you guys enjoyed crying with me today. I haven't cried in a while. So welcome back to Chiona episodes. Um, I apologize in advance. I did warn you guys um, that I might cry. So I did cry. Thank you guys so much for continuing to buy the merch. Um, like, the hats are flying. Ya mero no va a ver. So, si quieren agarrar, get some before. Because I don't think I'm restocking those particular hats. I will make new ones. And for those of you who have asked for tote bags, I'm gonna be honest with you. I saw which ones I want. I'm looking for a design. I want to make them a little different. Pero ya me voy a ir a México y me voy a ir de vacaciones... I'm going to try to record episodes ahead of time, pero no les prometo nada porque saben que your girl needs a break. Unbreakable Latina is breaking. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I really, really want to enjoy my vacation and just relax for once. So if you do get episodes, you might get little ones. Um, I think, oh, actually, I did a giveaway and one of the girlies, her name is Kuka. Congratulations, Kuka. I, I sent, I'm sending your hat tomorrow. I have it packaged already. Pero on the post, I did ask what other topics you want to hear on the podcast. And a lot of people, not a lot of people, there was one person that said that you guys want to do a Q&A. And I do a lot of like get to know me. And obviously, like I trauma dump here and I share a little bit about my life. But if you want to ask questions, a Q&A, I probably, that one's a good one to pre-record. So if you have any questions for me, email me at melina at unbreakablelatina.com. If it, whatever, if it's like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you could do that. I'll put a Q&A here on this episode or you could message me on Instagram. I'll put it up probably sometime this week so I could collect questions and I could answer them on the podcast so you guys could get to know me better. I met a couple of my listeners this weekend, one of my sister's friends at my sister's boyfriend. Oh my God, I can't even talk. My sister's boyfriend's dad had a birthday party and I met one of my listeners and you were very sweet. So shout out to you, Stephanie. It was so funny because I was sitting down and she waved to me and I waved to her, but I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, like it's probably one of my sister's friends that I've met before and <laughs> I don't remember her. So my 
sister's boyfriend's sister was like, do you know her? I'm like, I don't think so. She's like, oh, she she said hi to you like she knows you. <laughs> and then later she came up to me and told me like, I realize that you don't know me, but I know you. So it was so funny. Like I was cracking up because at, at first I thought, oh, she thinks I'm my sister. But then I asked my sister, wait, does she think I'm you? She's like, no, she listens to your podcast. So it was so sweet. Thank you for everything you told me. It really means a lot to me. It honestly makes my day when someone tells me like, hey, I listen to your podcast because I don't realize that people listen to me <laughs> until like I meet someone out in the real world. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm really putting myself out there. <laughs> but if you see me in the streets, I am approachable. My face is just does a little thing where I have a resting bitch face, but don't be afraid to say hi. I love meeting you guys. I know there was one of my listeners that lives by me that she's ran into me and she's like, oh my God, like I'm so shy. <laughs> Don't be shy, Erica. Next time you see me, please say hi. I would love to meet you. I hope you guys have an awesome week. Uh, don't let the rain get you down because it's going to rain more. And I'm telling that to myself. Porque, ay, no, ya me enfade. Pero anyways, estamos viviendo. La vida es corta. Let's be thankful for every day we have on earth. So have an amazing week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me at Unbreakable Latina on Instagram and on TikTok. On Twitter at Latina Podcasts. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I am going to be gifting myself a camera soon. I'm doing my research. So if you have any suggestions on what kind of camera I should use to record my podcasts. And by record, I mean record my face. You're going to see me ugly cry. Oh my god. Okay, I didn't think that through. But anyways. <laughs> Follow me on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube, and place your orders for your hats because they're about to be gone, and ya les dije como dos veces, eh, que no hice muchas, and I'm probably not going to make them again. So, if you want one, get your hands on one. All right, that is all. Bye!